<laughs> I know what you're thinking. Another Christmas season, another lame Christmas special episode. But this one's different, guys. Because there's new footage, new scenes, and more laughs. Get in the Christmas spirit. Listen to Touchdown Charlie and 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 what's what's my buddy's name? Oh, I forget. Mark. Me and Mark get along famously. We have a lot of fun. We do a lot of fun things. I'm pretty sure we, uh, what do we do? We work together. We're not like, uh, we're not groundskeepers, but it's something to do with maintaining soil, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think Mark and I, oh, we do concrete together. So he's my concrete buddy, and we can lay out I don't know, 30 yards of concrete in a day. Call me and Mark today. Happy holidays. A happy holiday season to you from WVBI and Monsters in the Morning. A happy time is upon us all. Hear the cheer, the love, it's the holiday the tree as it stands so tall Here for you TDC and Maniac Mike Live from Whipple Street Studios WVBI proudly presents Monsters in the Morning starring Maniac Mike and Touchdown Charlie. Have a Halley Jelly, good galley, Miss Mally, kind of a Christmas. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey there, guys and gals. It's the big guy here telling you that if somebody knocks on your door at 3 a.m. in the middle of the night, you are well within your legal rights to take out your friggin' shotgun, pump action, and tell him to get off your friggin' porch. <laughs> that just happened to me. And honestly, it was nobody's fault. It turned out a guy, he had his car had broken down, okay? It was freezing cold out, and he needed uh, to use my phone, okay? But I told him to get lost. I called the cops, and they locked him up. <laughs> Happy holidays. Wow, so it's that time of year again. A time of happiness and joy and love. A time of smiling faces and winter cheer. When I think back to my most memorable Christmas, I think back to the times when I was just a very young boy growing up on a very large farm with a very large father and a very sad mother. I had many brothers and sisters, many of whom wouldn't speak to me outside of asking me to fill up their glass of milk during dinner time. And that was okay for me, because I didn't need much. I read a lot of books, and I stared up into the sky for hours upon hours. Growing up on a farm, I had access to vast 
fields of grass and, and, and corn. And I would lose myself out there for hours at a time, prancing about and enjoying the sounds of nature and the occasional gust of wind that would chill me to the bone. It was December and I was probably around 15 years old. I wanted nothing more than a brand new weather balloon. Oh, I loved the weather. And all I wanted to do when I grew up was to become a, a meteorologist or someone who was, who was analyzing the winds. And it was something I asked Santa Claus for. So I go to sleep and I wake up. I'm the first one up and I remember running downstairs like a little, like a little charged up happy man. And I come down there and I see, I see Papa. And Papa's sitting there, clearly drunk, and he's nude. And I look at him, and he looks at me, and I stood very confused. So he looks at me and he says, I need your help. And I said, okay. He said, I'm very filthy. And I said, okay. And he said, I need you to bathe me. And I said, okay. And so I led my drunken, naked father out behind the old farm and I filled up an old tin tub with warm water from the well and there I spent Christmas morning washing him cleansing him of the dirt of the soil we didn't speak at all during this time but I feel like he and I became one with the holiday spirit. And it's a moment I will always remember. Merry Christmas. Sweet. 
in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. Silence nights, holy nights. Shepherds quake at the sight. Glory streams from heaven afar. Heavenly hosts sing Alleluia. Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. Silent night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light, radiant beams from the holy face, with the dawn of Jesus, Lord, at thy birth, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth, silent nights, that's one of my personal favorite songs, I hope you enjoyed it. Now, a holiday greeting from your Uncle Mike. Um. Thank you, Auntie Jen, for the hot cocoa. I never knew my father. I was raised by my grandfather. And so every time around this time of year, I think about my first Christmas with my grandfather. He was, uh, he was from the old country. He was old school, as he'd like to say. He'd say, I'm old school. And then he'd hit me with a bag of marbles. <laughs> that was Pappy. <sighs> Pappy didn't like Christmas, and when he was stuck with me, he didn't know what to do. He didn't get me any gifts. He said he was old school. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't hang up any stockings. He was old school. He said he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't put up a tree. He was old school. He said he wouldn't do that. And on my first Christmas with Pappy, I killed him in his sleep.
Christmas ribbon I guess I should start with if I had to describe my father in one word it would be furious my father worked in a factory and uh, it was a ribbon factory he made made ribbon ribbon all colors green Red, blue, ribbon, possibly yellow, I don't know for sure. And every now and again, my father would bring some ribbon home. Free ribbon. Ribbon. And during the Christmas season, he would bring in a log that he had stolen from our neighbor, who was a lumberjack. And he would say, tie a ribbon around the log and make a wish. And I did. And my brother did. Ribbon. And we would make a wish. And then he would throw the log on a fire. On a bonfire. Two towns over where they were burning all the cats. Ribbon. And as our log burned, and the ribbon burned with it, my wish never came true. Nor did my brother's. Ribbon. My father looked at us both, and he said, 
He never said a word. He never spoke to us again. And that was the last time I ever heard my father speak. Ribbon. Santa baby, to slip a sable under the tree for me. I've been an awful good girl, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. And Santa baby, a 54 convertible to light blue. I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Think of all the fun I've missed Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed Next year I could be just as good If you check off my Christmas list Santa baby, I want a yacht and really that's not a lot Been an angel all year, Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight Santa honey, one little thing really need the deed to a platinum mine, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa cutie, and fill my stockings with the duplex and checks. Sign your ex on the line, Santa cutie, and hurry down the chimney tonight. Come and trim my Christmas tree With some decorations bought at Tiffany's I really do believe in you Let's see if you believe in me Santa baby, forget to mention one little thing A ring I don't mean on the phone Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight Hurry down the chimney tonight. Hurry tonight. <laughs> up I very rarely had the privilege of enjoying traditional toys. Mother and father barred me from playing with any of the G.I. Joes or Easy Bake Ovens. I wasn't afforded that opportunity. It was something that shaped me and molded me into the, the thing I am to this day. But growing up on a peach farm we were surrounded by fruits, delicious, giant peaches of all different qualities and sizes. 
So, what I would do is, I would save all the discarded peach pits I could find, and I would collect them, and I'd dry them out, and I would look at them, and I would touch them, and I would name them, and they became my toys. The peach pits were my, my playthings, and I, I loved them. As I grew up, the peach pits withered and got smaller, so I'd always replenish my collection, and as I was growing into a young man, I began to become curious about myself, my body, and the world around me, about love. In order to really understand love and understand physical attraction, I began to play out little ceremonies with my peach pits. Some would get married, have entire lives with each other, others would go different routes and I would have entire relationships begin, blossom, and eventually end with with sadness. But as I became more curious, the peach pits became my vessel. I would line them all up and I would act out elaborate games and eventually the pits would start rubbing against each other and really enjoying the crevices of, of one's surface. They would uh, they would touch and rub and touch and rub and they would penetrate each other in a way and I would like to watch them and I would manipulate them and I would I was their puppet master. I would do this mostly in the night. After school, I would run home and I would open up my box of peach pits and I would just begin to play my, my game. That it was, it, was, it, was, it was what it was and it was just something I did. I could remember one Christmas Eve, I was banished to my room. I began to to perform these little plays with my pits with dialogue and noises and what I was doing was I was pretty much just showcasing what I've heard my entire life. The quiet muffles of the rooms below. The creaking, the squeaking, the moans, the groans, the slapping, the passion, the anger that were all just bellowing in the atmosphere of the home that I grew up in. The pits were in the middle of a very erotic occurrence that I like to perform with them and many different characters were in and out and after a climax and it was over I started to clean up my peach pits I noticed a presence there was a figure there was a shadowy figure I look behind me and there stands my father and father says why are you putting them away I said I'm done playing with them. He says, 
line them up again. Line them up once more. It's okay. So now continue. So continue what? He says continue your game. And I tried. I tried to just pretend like I didn't know what he was talking about. He said. Do what I say. I said, okay. He sat on the, the floor just with enough space to, you know, to, 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 to gander what was happening. And he said, proceed. And I began to play and I began to create the situation and I created the passion and I. I did what I do always did and he sat there silently and then after it was over he got up he didn't say a word and then he left the room the next morning was Christmas and I ran downstairs and many Christmases which would usually happen was I would I would usually get a, a bar of soap that I could use to bathe myself for the year and I saw that there was beside the soap there was a tiny little box and I opened it up and there was a peach pit in there and I looked over at my father and I said thanks dad and he said what did you say to me? I said thank you he said get out of my house and I had to sleep on the porch. I'll always remember that. And now, another warm holiday message from your Uncle Mike. Um. Thank you, Auntie Jen, for the hot, hot cocoa. Navidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Prospero Año Ye Felicidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Prospero Año Felicidad I want to wish you a Merry Christmas I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero Año Felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año, Felicidad. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. 
I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas the bottom of my heart. <sighs> to all of you, young and old, Merry Christmas to all. May the year be grand. <laughs> Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Ooh, it's Christmas time again. It's Christmas time, my friends. It's Christmas time, my friends. All I remember is my nanny would make the biggest and best turkey every Christmas. But by far the best part was the gravy. Oh my God, the gravy was so succulent and so rich in its flavors and its textures. I can remember those few special moments when I was able to actually taste the gravy. I'd say, Nani, this is really good gravy. But I could call one Christmas, Christmas Eve, I saw Nani, she was taking out the big, beautiful, gorgeous turkey. and She was handling it with much care and she started taking notes of the turkey grease, the drippings, she called it. She said, this is the essence of the turkey. These drippings are worth more than gold. I remember I sat there and I was just watching her. I just began mimicking her because I loved my nanny. And she stirred the drippings, made it into a roux. And I remember I finally gained up enough courage. I remember I tugged at her apron and I said, nanny? She said, yes. I said, Nani? She said, what, dear? What is it? I said, Nani? What makes your gravy taste so good? She smiled at me and I said, Nani? What's your secret? What's your secret for the gravy? Nani? smiled at me and she looked out the window for a brief moment and she looked at me and she said love my secret is love it's always been love it was at that moment when she took a big ladle and she ladled a bunch of the gravy up to her lips and I remember she gently blew off the steam because it was hot she took a few laps of it she smiled she looked at me and she said, just right. The gravy's just right. I then smiled at her and I said, Nani? She smiled back. She said, yes. I said, Nani, may, may I have a look at the gravy? And she paused. She said, no. 
don't want your germs to ruin it. It's Christmas time, my friends. Ooh, it's Christmas time again. It's Christmas time. Ooh, it's Christmas time, my friends. holidays from Dr. Q. I'm here to give you a little bit of Christmas COVID tips for this season to keep you safe for your family and for your party. First thing you should do if you are worried if someone is infected with COVID-19, go up to their body, smell them. If they smell like sour milk, they probably have COVID and you need to quarantine. If they smell like oranges, They probably have had COVID and recovered, and you do not need to worry. If they smell like rotten eggs, it's probably just because they have not showered, and that has nothing to do with COVID. Be safe. I'm a doctor. I always heard that children always talk about the mistletoe. They were always so excited about the mistletoe. They would giggle, and they would smirk, and they would laugh, and they would say, Did you hang up the mistletoe? I never heard of anything like that before. I've never seen a mistletoe. Heck, I've never seen a missile finger either. <laughs> but my dad did hang up large branches all over the home. And this was just something that was normal to me, to, to my family. He would always find these leaves and these big, large sticks and various forms of bark. And he was just enamored by them. He just found so much beauty in the creations of nature. And he loved the fact of taking something that you need outdoors and bringing it indoors. So he decorated the home. Pine leaves and pine cones and pine needles scattered all over the house. And this was every day of the year. But on Christmas, what Father really loved to do was to gather all the twigs and all the branches and the best ones, he would say. The best. I'm gathering the best twigs and the best branches. The best. And he would create a nest. And he would build this large nest in the, in the front room um, and we were not allowed to touch it and we weren't allowed to really even look at it for he was so concentrated on on the construction of the nest on, on the integrity of the nest that he could not let any of his kin be around the nest. The nest was for him and he explicitly let us know that every day, every day Every day, every day. If you uttered the word nest, he would say, Stop! You don't talk about the nest! So we didn't. Eventually, the nest just became part of the furniture of the room. It was something that we were always aware of. 
but it was something we were always very scared of as well because even though it was something familiar, it was also something extremely foreign. The father would hide within the nest for days and you would just hear creaking and crackling and twigs breaking and rustling. You never knew what was going on inside that nest and you didn't want to know. It was a mystery. As the days would go on and the weeks would follow, followed by cold, dry months, the nest would begin to fall apart. As the nest fell apart, my father would fall apart. As the nest was shedding its twigs and its brittle bark, father was shedding his feelings towards us. You see, the nest is where he entered into this metamorphosis. After the change would occur, father would exit the nest, stark naked and completely filthy, with scratches all over his body. And he would ascend the stairs slowly. I could just remember the creaking of the stairs as he as he was as he was trying to move his legs because he was so crouched within the nest for so long. It was hard for him to move. He would get to the top and for the first time in weeks and months he would open his mouth and begin coughing and coughing. as we stared upon him, frightened and worried, really. He'd look directly at each of us, stopping at me. And he'd utter, Clean up this mess! Sweep it up! No! And so I, I, never, I never knew what a, what a mistletoe was. <laughs> uh... I never, I never, I never experienced that, but, but, but the nest was something that, that, that was more familiar to me, for sure, 100%. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas to all of you, to every single one of you. Merry Christmas. special holiday greeting from Uncle Mike. Thank you, Auntie Jen, for the hot for the hot for the hot for the hot 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 cocoa. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do was spending time with my grandmother and I remember sitting on her knee and I remember just staring out the window with her and we'd, we'd watch the snowflakes fall. I loved watching the snowflakes fall. And I would look at her and she would look at me and I would look in her eyes and I would say, Nana, is it true that 
all snowflakes are different, that all snowflakes are unique, that all snowflakes are special. And she would bounce me up and down and say, of course that's true. Of course it's true. I would smile and I would look at her and she would look at me and I would say, kind of like me, Nana? Am I like a little snowflake? And she would instantly look saddened and she would say, no. You're not special. You're not unique. And I always thought that was kind of odd. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas to you all. On my second Christmas with Pappy, he now in an urn, and I in shackles, we celebrated apart. I in prison for the murder of Pappy, and he in an urn somewhere off the coast of Yugoslavia. That may have been the best Christmas I ever had. Follow me to King.